everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now, here's your host, Maddie Rose. Thank you and welcome to the program. This is the Fame Game and I'm your host, Maddie Rose. So again, we're going to be having another special interview. Her name is Brandy and is it Luxembourg? Luxembourg. Perfect. That is correct. It's phonetic, just how, it's, <laughs> just how it's spelled, guys. But yes, so um, our guest today, she's 28 years old, um, who is said to be a filmmaker, director, writer, model, photographer, and life coach. That's a mouthful, but it's so <laughs> cool to have you on. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Of course. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I had a little mishap with my yes. tire, but I had a, a friend, Matthias, come to the rescue and, and take me here, and so nothing can stop us. I'm really glad about that, and I'm very happy that you could make it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny because, like I was telling you um, before we started the show, I'm like, sometimes my guests, they just, it's funny, like, when they're coming down to the studio, what they run into before they get here. It's like, oh, yeah, my car just, like, randomly broke down, and it's been working fine for, like, the past 25 years, but, you know, just today out of all days, and I'm just like, oh, okay or it's like you with a flat tire or something happens and I'm just like hmm it's it's so convenient sometimes but I am so glad that you're okay and you made it and Yay. everything's good to it's go it's the test right the universal yeah, test exactly Can you get there yeah <laughs> it does really test you and then uh you kind of get to see from there but it makes life interesting right? sure that's how you react to it yeah you gotta roll with it yep like a duck off your back <laughs> So, um, anyways, like going into like your filmmaking and being a director, tell me about some of your projects because I just think that's so interesting and I feel like a lot of people would like to know about that. Sure. Um, I've worked on various um, types of projects. One that I'm really passionate about and a sector of the work that I do that I'm really passionate about is working um, with kids and children's entertainment um, to bridge the gap between education being such a forced and repetitive uh the mode of, of um, you know, left brain activity and kind of make it more light and fun. And so I'd worked on um, educational entertainment. Mm -hmm. uh, we t we made a show called Sydney and Max Blast from the Past, which I directed and, and um, filmed and produced um, all around the country, did 16 episodes, and we revisited wow. historical topics mm -hmm. um, in 16 episode shorts um, to stimulate right brain learning and make it fun. And so the characters had fun and you had a, you know, the quirky um, um, girl that likes to learn and then the uh, then the the guy that's like oh no I hate this why are we here and so mm -hmm. it makes it more real mm -hmm. so a passion of mine is um in school systems right now uh you know some of the programs like art and music are being taken out mm, and so I feel like uh, my biggest passion with film is to somehow kind of bridge that gap and bring uh education where it's fun and mm -hmm also inquisitive where kids can uh, ask information and um, ask questions and kind of form their own answers. Yeah, I think that's really cool though. I, I did see that when I was looking up information about you and just seeing all of your projects, which I thought that was really cool, by the way. And um, how long have about did that project take because I know you know sometimes there are films where it'll take a long period of time and then others maybe not so long it's just kind of quick depending on you know the content and all of the details that go into it sure and, and of course um each type of project depending on what it is takes different uh, lengths of time this one specifically took about uh three months for the first uh 
segment of episodes and then another three months at the end. So about six months total. Mm-hmm. So we did a five, uh, five session pilot and then we shot the rest of it all around the country. So um, it was quite uh, quite an experience. Oh, yeah. Getting definitely. all the, the cast and getting together and the flights and the permits and running around and yeah, um, yeah flying and I'm editing while everyone's sleeping. And so I took many roles doing that from the yeah. editing and the directing. So I was wearing many hats. Yeah. I didn't sleep much. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, to be honest. I didn't sleep much. <laughs> yeah. But that's so cool, though, because, you know, when you get to travel the country and then, yeah. you know, uh, make interesting projects like that, it's like, who can say that they got to do that? Not many people. So, so. awesome. And being at these these places around the country where all these um, events took place that mm-hmm. really shaped our country and our nation. So that was really exciting, too. And all the busyness, I would stand back oh, and yeah. go, wow, this happened here. You know, I'd get a little tear in my eye or, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you really take it in. And so yeah. I was really happy um, with the writer who really pushed to go to the places and mm-hmm. not green screen it. Yeah. So to actually be there, you know, because easily in this era, we could have just green screened the whole background. Yeah. But we were actually there in Salem, Massachusetts and um you know, all around the country. Yeah. The Manhattan Project and, yeah. That's and so Alabama cool. and, yeah. Yeah. Why not go there instead of, because like you said, you know, green screen, yes, technology is wonderful these days. And yeah, we could have easily done it, which many people do. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But, no, you know, nothing at all. Yeah. But, but it, being there mm-hmm. just is even more extensive and getting to that point. Sure. And you get to say that you got to be there. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why not? I would take that opportunity as well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. So um, in terms of like your modeling and photography, how did that passion develop, um, you know, in cohesion with, you know, your filming and directing? Sure. Um, modeling for me uh, is about self-expression and everything I do is very creative and, and everything that I do, I want to be kind of like an inspiration. Um, and so for modeling, it's just um, bringing out whatever is inside of you and, and, and expressing that however you see fit, being comfortable inside of your body, feeling like you are powered, you know. And so um, modeling something I've been doing for years, probably since I was about 18, and uh, I'll go off and do my own little projects. And, and um, um, yeah, uh, it's always been intertwinable. Um, there, I'm also very self-expression based, so when I'm directing, I'll just kind of you know, get into this mode where, you know, like, mm-hmm. take my picture, you know, and I like those in the moment shots. And so yeah. sometimes my modeling isn't so staged. And that's what I yeah, candid I, moments, candid moments. Yeah. And that's what I try to bring to my modeling portfolio is the wackiness and you know, and the the inner, you know, being inside of you that just wants to express. Yeah. So and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. Yeah, and how about, how about photography as well? Photography is my world. That's my that's my that's number. That's so cool. That's my numero uno with film. Photography developed um, when I when I volunteered um, in, with Hurricane Katrina mm-hmm. and the program AmeriCorps. It's a, a government program, kind of like Peace Corps, but for America. And I just had a little point and shoot camera, and I was taking photos primarily to show my friends back at home the devastation that occurred. And I I found every little moment not being staged so beautiful. And bringing those photos back sparked this huge passion with photography. Mm-hmm. And so I'm known for taking pictures of random things that who would find that gorgeous? But I'm like, oh, to the puddle. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I love though. non-stage yeah. photos, but I also love the artsy. Yeah. And, you know. So you definitely do pursue it and continue it. So that's good to hear. Oh yeah, I've been doing photography, and I have my own studio. Um, for you know, I've been doing photography about ten years, twelve years now. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
well hey if you like it do it <laughs> yeah so on um, the next thing is is your life coach so um yes. that is one of the big things as well and going on your website lots of people you know have been utilizing one of those facets as well and i think that's an interesting part so tell me about you being a life coach and what does that entail life coaching uh for me, became a really natural progression as I've always been really inquisitive, wondering how can you be your best self? How can you, you know, just seeing people and why do relationships work and why does that person feel really insecure? And so I've always kind of like mm-hmm. been a person who sits back and documents that. And so in my practice, primarily for me, I, I bring out the person's best self. I help mm-hmm. align them to their best self and I help them utilize their core power of that's what's inside of them. And it ties in with my modeling and my directing and all the other stuff they do, which is all revolved around um, uh, bringing out the best self and feeling Mm -hmm. like you're safe to express. Mm-hmm. So I'm all about self-expression. So that's in my great, yes. yeah, and so in coaching, that's I do so many different types of things, but primarily um, I bring a person's core power out, so they yeah. feel like they're powerful and they can do it. And um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's really cool, though, that you are a life coach and a model and and film and, you know, everything else, because honestly, you're taking the tactics that you're showing other people and applying it to your own life. Oh, yes. I'm sure that is so helpful and it's impacted your life like immensely in the most positive way possible. Sure, sure. So multifaceted. And so I I prioritize Um, coaching is primarily uh, what I focus on. And then I'll take time off to do film projects here and there. Um, But I believe we're multifaceted beings who have different passions and so pursue them, whether it's a career or whether it's just for fun, to dabble into that is really important. That's awesome. So you're probably a really good person to ask about self-confidence. So um, how important do you think self-confidence is? Self-confidence is everything. Oh, yeah. It shows how a person feels about themselves from the inside. And, you know, I believe your life directly shows you on the outside evidence of what you're feeling on the inside. But if you don't feel like you deserve it, you're Mm -hmm. not going to have that in your life. Yeah. And it's kind of comes back to that little phrase that people say, it's like what you put into it is what you get. So of course, self-confidence can always be developed even more. People may start out with not as much self-confidence, but they can grow and learn into being totally comfortable with whatever they're doing. Yes. And I'm sure you've worked with a lot of people that they've had different uh, situations. And of course, that probably makes your job really interesting as well, too, because now you're helping a variety of people that obviously don't have the same life, the same experiences, the same personality. So yes, it's very unique. Unique snowflakes. I love them all. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, though. That's awesome. So it looks like we're going to take a really quick break. And we'll have more questions, but let's go ahead and do that. You're listening to The Fame Game. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. 
Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose. We're still here with Brandy. So um, we were just talking about self-confidence, which I think was the perfect note to, to end our segment on because you as a life coach, like I said, you deal with many people. They have many facets in their life. And uh, it's an interesting thing because everybody's different and everybody's going to need a little bit more of something, whether that's self-confidence, encouragement, whatever it may be. So it's very nice. And um, we were actually going to go into another question. And Brandy, I know that you were diagnosed with Lyme's disease when you were 24. So why don't you go ahead and talk about that? Because more and more we're hearing about this disease as well as, um, you know, it does take a toll on people's life sometimes. Sure. Uh, Lyme disease, I believe, has become an epidemic in our country because it's Mm -hmm. so hard to diagnose and there's so many different symptoms. There's 60 different symptoms that can manifest themselves differently in each person's body based upon their immune system. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's, um, fibromyalgia and your skin sensitivity. It could manifest later on into like Bell's palsy and Mm -hmm. ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease, Um, depression, uh, stomach conditions. Uh, there's just so many different symptoms. Um, and so, uh, I kind of went on a little bit of a journey finding ways to diagnose it. Cause I was hitting brick walls in the hospitals, um, uh, going and trying to get the blood test that would only test for antibodies for 30 days. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. If the antibodies are in your system for longer than 30 days, those blood tests come out, come back negative. Mm-hmm. So there comes the notion of long-term Lyme disease, yeah. which right now hospitals and doctors only say, um, exists for 30 days. They give antibiotics and it's done. You're supposedly cured. Well, not so much. Mm-hmm. And so um, I found a lab out in California. It's called the IgNex test. Mm-hmm. And um, they test for antibodies, you know, on a longer term basis. And I came out to Arizona specifically to pursue um, different healing modalities and more natural healing modalities. And mm-hmm. so that kind of blew my mind because I only knew Western medicine, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal, but doesn't treat the whole being. So I learned about Ayurveda and Chinese medicine and homeopathics mm-hmm. and different types of energy work and Reiki, which now I'm a practitioner of Reiki. And so it, it was a really amazing journey of, of opening and expanding my mind to look at different healing possibilities outside of what I was told because I was given a limited um, situation where I cannot be cured is what I was told. And so mm-hmm. it takes your mind to kind of get out of that yeah and that's a really you know unique journey that people go on and it's very hard i'm sure very challenging at first but once like you said you get in that mindset that you're like all right everything's going to be okay we'll get through this then everything seems a little bit more put together and a little bit more calm like you can push through it sure and in terms of what i was reading about yourself as well you always felt ill and things like that so what is your advice on you know possibly going about 
a possible Lyme disease, and maybe they're not so sure if they have it or not. Sure. Uh, the, the biggest thing would be to uh, talk to your doctor about getting the test out in California. It's called the IgenX test. Igenix. Um, you can look at it online. They test for antibodies longer for th- than 30 days. Mm-hmm. And so if the insurance covers it, that's, you know, I, I think that would be the, the first step to just see, oh, do I, am I, do I actually have this? Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many uh, uh, symptoms that are being masked with all this, you know, different types of medication. So I would go on the website and just check out, uh, go, go Google um, Lyme's disease and, and look up, you know, various symptoms and, and on the website, say to yourself in a little checklist in your head, do I have more than 10 of these? And if you do, I would pursue getting the blood test to clarify for your mind, okay, I do or I don't. Um, and then from there on, there are so many amazing resources. You could mm-hmm. just, you know, Google natural medicine um, and, and Lyme disease and choose the, the route that feels right to you. That mm-hmm. The journey for me was my intuition. I was being told that I didn't have this and then I was being told that it couldn't be cured. Um, but it took me searching inside of myself to feel my intuition of, okay, which step do I have to take? Okay, Ayurveda feels right. Um, this feels right. And so that would be my, my biggest uh, message to people is to really feel your intuition because mm-hmm. the second I saw the symptoms I felt inside oh gosh I have this I know it yeah. <laughs> even though the tests were saying no I'm like I know it yeah yeah and I think that's that's one of the greatest messages I can give for any area of your life and anybody is to listen inside of yourself and connect to that voice that knows yeah yeah trusting yourself is a very important thing yeah to do. It's and a, it's that gut feeling that gut feeling yeah and, and that leads you throughout your life. And um, the biggest thing with Lyme disease, I'll, I'll, the last thing I'll say is uh, mm-hmm. diet is so important. And I changed my entire diet. I believe that what you put in your body mm-hmm. um, really fuels you. And so if you have proper cellular nutrition, your body has more energy. And if, you know, we live in an era where we have a lot of processed foods, it's really hard in our, di- our digestive systems. And so we're not giving our bodies fuel to fight off any type of disease. Yeah. So following an alkaline diet, and I would, I would recommend for viewers to read about the acidity in food mm-hmm. and alkaline, just like we have that in our pool, we have that in our body because we're mostly comprised of water. Yeah. So diseases can't really exist in an alkaline state. And after reading so many different books, that was the one thing that I got from it to, like, yeah. to share. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really great to say because, you know, sometimes people are just not sure yeah. about things and health that's going on with our bodies you know even myself like going to doctors and like having stomach pains and things like that you find out some interesting things and you're like "Hmm, I wonder if I have this or this or this and you know there could be anything in any aspect of life but um going back to like natural remedies I feel like that's really great that you brought that up because people are turning to that as an alternative now Mm -hmm. which is great because of course it is natural but it seems that it is doing the job Sure. You know, it treats the whole, the whole being and the whole body. Mm -hmm. Um, Like for instance, Ayurveda believes like there's weather outside, there's weather inside the body too. And so how do you keep your, your body in homeostasis and some foods could be cooling and some can be heating and, Mm -hmm. um, that's uh, interesting though. Yeah. I never really knew about that. They treat, it's in Chinese medicine. Yeah. They, they, so that's all, but it treats the whole, the whole being and the whole body and there's energy work. Like quantum physics is now saying, yes, we're energetic beings. We're made up of atoms. And so, um, that's why Reiki and Dr. Oz is now becoming more popular, these ancient modalities, mm-hmm. um, and that almost sound kind of weird and yeah. abstract, are now um, being proven by science. Yeah. So we knew this a long time ago, which I feel like is really exciting. Yeah. Now we're just bringing it back. We're bringing it back. Them. Yeah. And we're mixing it with some amazing, um, amazing technology mm-hmm. with our surgeries. We've become so advanced. So it's the mixing of both worlds, I think, is wonderful. Yeah. And that is really great because, I mean technology it can be great yes sometimes we have technical difficulties with it clearly you know in life but you know it can be used for good and um 
the things that doctors are utilizing technology now with to not only diagnose people with certain diseases, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, but they're also using it for curing them. And that's very important. So, oh yeah, our surgeries, good. it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I always say if I, you know, if I'm sick, give me an herb or something natural. And if I get into a car accident, get me to a hospital quick. Yeah. The surgeries these days. So it's the best, it's utilizing the best of both worlds. I would say the so. new and the old. Yes. Very nice combination. <laughs> yeah. so, that's great. So I'm um, going back, you know, we're kind of going to move to your film again. Um, sure. I heard that you're, you had placement in the top 24. I think it was a film called trigger. Yes. So why don't you go ahead and tell me about that? Cause I think that was really cool too. I mean, you did plays. It went very well. I'm assuming. Yeah. So, it was, yeah. It was a 48 hour film challenge and I had partnered oh, up wow. with a good friend of mine, Apollo poetry. Who's a, he, um, he's a, he's a rap artist and a speaker and, um, and a filmmaker as well. And so we had 48 hours to oh. write, um, cast. That's crazy. Film. <laughs> Edit, produce, everything. And so we sat there uh, the night, what kind of film are we going to do? You know, should it be horror? Should it be comedy? And should it be inspirational? And then something just came to my mind. Let's do a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Let's film it all at my house. We don't have to be at many locations. And um, let's, uh, let's because uh, I, I, my mind thinks like that a lot, I guess, from coaching, mm-hmm. you know, about the inner workings of the mind and things like that. So um, very shortly in five minutes, which we had quite a storyline to do in five minutes, we wrote um, a script about a person who was, um, who was facing psychological issues and, and on drugs mm-hmm. and gets a trip to a hostel, which she thinks, but it actually turns out that her parents are admitting her into a um, different type of, uh, of therapy treatment. So they're tricking her in a sense. So all the people that are there in this quote unquote hostel are actually representation of people and symbols in her past that trigger her to wake up to that is so cool and to, you did that in such we did it in five minutes we're like i was like can we do that? i'm like oh gosh you know it gets so complex so he's like cool. oh we keep it simple i'm like now oh. so we did and yeah. uh yeah it came out great and last minute he's almost like can we even do this you know apollo edited it and um and it came it came out great and so we we made placement and i just felt very blessed to be around some amazing filmmakers yeah that is so awesome though i mean to come up with that type of concept <laughs> in, like, in like five minutes i'm one of those people when it's like when i'm writing an essay even i'm like i switch things that i'm going to say like so many times so having like 48 hours here's it's basically you put it on paper you got to do it you got to get it done oh yeah it was a point of no return (laughs) yeah especially i'm sure with like the filming and the producing and then of course casting too that takes a little bit of work as well oh yeah we ended up getting um a a girl from nbc's cold case who played one of our horror she was just amazing so we got very lucky last minute to have such an amazing one of the girls from sydney max which i directed actually came on and played as well and I actually acted I starred in it last minute so I don't have much acting experience so that was quite the thrill too. yeah to be doing everything <laughs> plus it's yeah <laughs> yeah all right well perfect we'll definitely talk more about that after the break Wonderful. but we gotta go ahead and take one so keep it right here you're listening to the fame game Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? 
Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kids' perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon.
Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. What does it mean to be a supergirl? It's all about acceptance, respect, healthy relationships, and how to deal with peer pressure. It's all about real-life issues that girls face every day. Join your hosts as they talk about hobbies, friendships, dealing with bullies, and living life as a supergirl. Be sure to tune in every week for Supergirl Guide, the radio show, every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. With some support and knowing that you're not alone, it makes all the difference in the world. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Spain Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and Brandy's here with me still, and we're going to be doing our third segment of our interview. So we were just talking about um, Trigger, about the 20, well, it was 48 hours, actually, the film festival, I think it was, and again, it just boggles my mind a little bit that you were able to come up with this incredible <laughs> idea in like five minutes because for me I'd be like sitting there with a blank stare on my face for five minutes I technically do that still I mean like I said it was as simple as like a little essay and I'm just like spending 30 minutes of my time probably like plotting it out then I'll spend another 30 minutes like changing my mind about it so doing an entire film based around a five minute plot is pretty well it was intense it was intense um because at the end of the film she had to go through uh uh, she was, they, they pretty much uh, had played like they had captured her. And so she thought that she was dying. But in reality, it's her awakening. Mm-hmm. So they bring her to the doctor's office and they, you know, wake her up after this traumatic experience. And they're like, you know, uh, your father had you actually, you know, admitted here and you're going to be okay, but you have to, you know, uh, face yourself and admit that you want to live. And so it was just, it was very intense from the story, us doing it, me acting and having to cry. And, you know, I'm like looking at the backs of the cameras to direct, to make sure. And then I'm like, oh, wait, let's go back in the scene. And then I'm hysterical. And so it was just, you know, at the end of the week, I'm like, I can't breathe. I need a weekend off. <laughs> yeah. It was a wild ride. Looking back, it's one of the best things I've ever done. That's so cool. But it is. Though. It's I was like, whoa. Yeah, you're like, that's a new experience. Definitely. But it's cool that you got to say that you got to do that and you play stop. Oh, I love so. it. I love oh. these things. I love throwing myself into all these different experiences. Like we were talking about the Miss Arizona because you learn yeah. so much getting out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. especially taking on different roles and, and, um, um, taking on something that maybe your mind is like, I can't do that. That's physically impossible. And then you throw yourself in, you just jump, you know, yeah, you do it anyway. You're like I'm just going to figure it out as I go. Exactly. And you learn, you learn so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually have a question later on about 
that because I thought that was cool, you know, a new experience for you as well. But um, yeah, I mean, tr I can't wait to see Trigger. I'm going to have to look it up and oh, yeah. look yes. into it because now I'm yes. curious. I mean, the plot, you, you persuaded me basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's definitely very cool. And um, I mean, that must be crazy yeah, to wear a lot of hats at the same time. Like just acting in that in itself is like a mindset and then having to be like, oh, wait, you know, I, I need to edit and produce this at the same time. So let me just take that on as well but uh how long was the movie or the film the the challenge because we probably have enough for like 30 35 minutes if not yeah. more and we, we would actually like to do a two-hour version like an old a longer version yeah um but we had to get down to five minutes and so that was oh, the whole wow. problem okay. yeah as apollo actually is the one that edited i did everything but I, I wasn't really i was a little bit part of the editing process he yeah. primarily did most of that and so he was saying brandy i don't know if we can do this we're we just kept stripping it and stripping it but it came out really good mm -hmm. um i'm amazed by because it's a very, you know, a very lengthy plot. In five minutes. <laughs> so that's what was hard. Yeah. You know, my, you know, I'm talking to some people. My friend's like, oh, five minutes is easy. I'm like, oh, well, a plot that's so extensive. Yeah, then you need to cram down. it in there. You need yeah. to cram it in there. People have to understand, not be like, whoa, what's all this like, being thrown happened? at me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the, so we were so blessed that we were placed among such amazing filmmakers because it made us think, okay, great. Our, not only was our idea... Um, it was a good idea, but it was well-received, and we actually edited it in a way that people understood it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like people It's challenging. It. Yeah. And then thinking of your mind of, like, continuity, you yeah. know, thinking of different, like, lighting and continuity, they're all things you have to think about to make a film effective. Yeah. So it's just a psh, go. <laughs> yeah, even if it is five minutes. Yeah. It's like there's a lot that goes into it. Well, the the, um, the filmmakers this year, they were just incredible. There were some that had come in from Los Angeles, and, I mean, they're – their their films, us watching it, looked like they were previews for Hollywood films. Yeah. So this year, we heard, was the best year for the Almost Famous Film Festival. And, and each one that I saw, I just thought it was so incredible. So then thinking, seeing ours, I just thought, oh, God, I'm just, I'm very glad that we're here. I feel blessed to be around these yeah. amazing people. Yeah. When you place top 20, it's like, oh, my God, it happened. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. You know? So that's awesome, though. And um, speaking of, like, TV and like film and all that good stuff. Um, it said that you had the opportunity to help out with If You Really Knew Me on MTV. Yes. So tell me about that. That's a cool experience, I'm oh, sure. Oh gosh. That was amazing. And I, I didn't know too much of what I was uh, getting myself into when I went. I went to San Francisco mm -hmm. and um, and uh, we had, uh, uh, I, just, I basically just walked in. So the premise of If You Really Knew Me is uh, we were counselors and um, we had kids we were doing the middle schools but it, the program's also for middle schools and high schools mm -hmm. and they go into um you know areas that there's lots of violence and crime and they uh, put groups of children and and teens together with a counselor that so they're actually feeling safe to open up and talk about these really heavy things that they're carrying in their life these burdens these things that are you know breaking them apart inside and then act forcing them to, well they're, they're choosing to act out and be I guess like bullies and have mm -hmm. violence and so at the end of the program the high school bullies will face the kids they were bullying and say if you really knew me you know I go home and this horrible stuff happens and I'm dealing with all this and I'm carrying all this burden and the person who was bullying would say well if you really knew me I was going through I'm going through all this and so they're hugging mm -hmm. at the end and understanding each other and it's bridging compassion and yeah oh gosh we're just crying the whole time yeah I still talk to some of my kids at the group that day and some of these kids when you're putting them in circles they haven't told anybody these deep dark secrets that they're yeah. carrying and so the whole premise of it is you know people are in pain and maybe that's if we could understand why we do certain things that we do and we can understand each other mm -hmm. um, we can kind of bridge that gap there of of the violence and maybe judgment and yeah and, and we had some gang members that were you know, have done some horrible things at young ages that were able to face, you know, Open some up. people that they were really 
yeah, terrorizing and, and being able to yeah. see them hug and understand each other at such a young age is, oh gosh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, that's why I wanted to like go on that topic as well. It's because my school, they actually base off of this show. If you really knew me, we do something called a mix it up day and it's like breaking down barriers, things like oh. that, anti-bullying. And we actually have like a little program that is, if you really knew me and we kind of little do that a little bit. So when I heard that you were involved with that, I was like, man, that's really cool for somebody to have like the actual experience of like being there and working with the kids on that show that's that's so cool and the fact that you know good things come out of it too everything and it's kind of like that one quote that you hear it's like you know my name but not my story that's Mm. so true that is so true yeah so and if we know each other's story and we understand it and we have compassion for it then we don't judge and hate yeah it ain't yeah yeah it's easy to judge sometimes oh sure it really is all the time but um it's that little piece of like taking yourself not to do that Mm -hmm. and to really get to know somebody yeah yeah and having a space to open up and and maybe you know we live in a little bit of a society where you know uh, it's not so uh popular and cool to show emotions Mm -hmm. you know it's pretty popular to put on a happy face all the time and so it's really healthy to have a space where you can open up and share some things that are not so pretty and have the support system letting that out like it goes with outlets exactly like i was saying earlier you need those outlets whatever they may be even just having a counselor or a good Mm -hmm. friend to be able to vent very much is very healthy i agree and let's go on to what you were saying about your miss arizona experience i'll briefly go into this but um tell me about that experience you told me that this is the very first time that you did anything like that oh yeah um yeah i mean it was fun as i've heard yeah it was fun it was was last minute i heard about it and i think that it was the last day to sign up is when i said i'm gonna do this yeah and uh, i almost couldn't even go i had situations going on i was writing patty the director and we didn't think i was gonna go the first day she said don't worry about it we'll walk you through it and i got there and uh i i met the coolest group of people i felt so comfortable and so Mm -hmm. um even though i never did it before and there were so many things to do and things to buy and get uh i just threw myself in and kind of committed to see it through and it was wonderful i Mm -hmm. made a lot of new friends uh i tested a lot of you know things inside of me yes (laughs) it's a new experience some people are like oh well it's stage it's really easy to like walk on and go on if you're like in a swimsuit in front of like so many people or you have to even talk on the spot you may speak your entire life but when you're like faced with a question that's literally picked out of a fishbowl it's it gets a little different a little difficult you may say in some senses because you got to think on your feet you gotta just do it yeah yeah really life had tested me i had a relative that was was really really ill that weekend that was i was far away from so my heart was curtain and um I had fallen right before well, I cut my foot right before stage oh my goodness and so I'm just like oh my god and so I took took a picture you know my phone on Facebook and I'm like let's do this because mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like life just tests you to see yeah what you're gonna do and I just I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna rock it right now I'm gonna go out there and just do it mm-hmm. so it's so good though. it was a great experience overall Definitely. And what was the platform that you pursued? For I the pursued um, Kids Connections, which is a nonprofit that um, that I've formed and I'm, I'm just finishing the website for. And so it's to bring volunteering oh, to school systems. Mm-hmm. But that's great, though. We need stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it really does help. Kids outreach is one of the greatest things because like everybody says, you know, the kids are the next generation. They're our future. And the more and more that we can help with that, the even better it gets. Sure. And I believe in service. And so being able to work with each other and go out into different areas and see uh, maybe a life that's a little less fortunate, you learn gratitude. And I think gratitude's key. 
Yeah, most definitely. But um, we have a few extra seconds, I would say. But um, if you wanted to just like briefly go through like a little bit of like your volunteer work that you've done, I know you mentioned Hurricane Katrina. You got to go oh, down I've done there. so much. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I did AmeriCorps. It's a government program. Perfect. So um, and I I was all around after Hurricane Katrina. I led volunteer operations with Habitat for Humanity, rebuilding the homes. Um, I That's awesome. Led and uh, and uh, creating different databases and infrastructures to get materials for the homes and doing uh, mold remediation and. Luxy, Mississippi. Um, I did a, a wildland firefighting as well. I was a, a volunteer wildland firefighter in Mississippi. I'm sorry, in Maryland. Um, and uh, I got the 2007 President's Volunteer Award Gold and Bronze from the oh, efforts awesome. they did. And I, uh, I brought, um, I did my own project uh, with a teammate of mine where we brought the Monarch Theory of Art, which is you know something I'm very passionate about, mm -hmm. um, by by creating mur murals. This is also like a 48 hour challenge, right? Last wow. minute, I'm like designing murals, having to get funding <laughs> for. And uh, I sent you the the pictures of those. Yeah. yeah. And then I put on events for the um, Boys and Girls Club, and so. Lots of volunteering, and I can awesome. I continue it here now. Well, that's so great to hear, and we'll be able to talk more about that in a little bit, but it's time for a break, so let's go ahead and do that. I'm Maddie Rose, and you're listening to The Fame Game. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bon appetit! Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Maddie Rose. This is the Fame Game, of course. So we're finishing up our lovely interview with Brandy and... Can I just say, you're amazing to have on the air. I'm very oh. glad that you can make it. You're <laughs> very fun. Thank you. Show. Yeah. So, so happy to be here. Of course. So tell me, um, you're actually training for a fitness competition in September. And I heard about that. And I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. So yeah, tell us about that. I just um, threw myself... Uh, out there um, and, and made the commitment as of uh, a few days ago. I'm working with two trainers. Um, they're a couple, Tina and um, Kelly Schmidt. They're amazing. Um, and so the reason that I'm doing it um, is from healing Lyme disease. I lost a lot of weight. I lost a, mu I lost a lot of muscle as well. Mm -hmm. And to show 
um, it sounds kind of corny, but the inner, like the strength that I've mm-hmm. would have come through. Um, I'm I'm been toned and, and been working out, and I trained for you know for the Miss Arizona and doing a lot of yoga. But I want to feel on the outside and look on the outside as strong as I feel on the inside. Mm-hmm. And so, um, training with them, I'm going to be putting on a lot of muscle and testing myself, and again yeah. in ways that I haven't before. And it's a very structured program, and so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited. Well, that's very good, though. I mean, at least you can say that you've done that, and then at the same time, you know, it really is helping you achieve the goals that you would really want to pursue exactly yeah it's it's all about goal setting and it's Mm -hmm. how you feel you know uh, on the inside and so I feel really strong and so I I think you know I want I want that to reflect yes my outer body (laughs) (laughs) well good luck with that transformation yeah I'm sure you'll do great with that I I love following people's fitness journeys and things like that yeah they're gonna be doing pictures we're doing pictures on Monday the first you know before and then we'll see the after in 11 weeks yeah yeah wow so 11 weeks wow that's you may seem like a lot of time, but honestly, you know, it goes by so fast. So mm-hmm. that's very exciting. Yeah. And I'm excited to, to feel strong again. Like I did wildland firefighter and yeah. firefighting and I had, um, you know, didn't a lot of work with habitat. So I'm used to lifting a lot. And yeah. so getting back into that strength. I do, I do martial arts and Tai Chi and I have oh, for wow. years. So awesome. I'm all about that inner chi and getting that inner energy spiked, but I, I want the physical strength back. Yeah. So and there's nothing wrong with I'm that. I'm stoked. Yeah. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. Wear all those cool bikinis on stage. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's true, like for pageants and stuff. fun. Yeah, there is that, that swimsuit portion of that. And yeah, it's... I saw the pictures of the girls who've done them with like the, you know, with a diamond. I'm like, oh yeah, everyone looks great. Arlen, yeah. actually, the last Miss oh, yeah. Arizona did mm-hmm. one. Her pictures are phenomenal. Oh yeah, I did see that. That's just and fun. I heard that she was doing that. I kind of like followed her on her Instagram She's and everything. She's great, yeah. I was like, wow, okay, cool. It's, so, a, it's a journey and, and yeah. goal setting. It for a few weeks ago, I was like, no, I'm, you know. I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. And then now the, the goal setting is what I think is so great. Yeah. And I really push that with my clients too, having goals. Yeah. If you believe and if then if you have a plan and a time mm-hmm. frame in motion. It's possible. Mm-hmm. You could do it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So what would you consider your biggest highlight so far? Wow. It's, it's a pretty broad one. All right. <laughs> the biggest highlight of my life? I would of say my so. Life. Um, it wouldn't be okay. So it wouldn't be um, attributed. It's nothing to do with my career. I met my birth family. Oh, that's I was awesome. adopted, and my mom actually, who adopted me, is a private investigator, and she oh, located wow. my birth family when I was nineteen. So the highlight of my life is going to Texas and meeting my birth sister. That is so cool. Who has the same name as me? Oh my gosh! Isn't that no weird? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So wow. That's the highlight was meeting, find, knowing that I'm adopted and meeting my birth sister. Yeah, that's so, so cool. And, you know, you have a personal investigator. That's just, yeah, everything that's, worked out really well. Yeah, yeah. And then career-wise, this wouldn't be career. The highlight would yeah. be like overcoming fears is a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. So in AmeriCorps, I, I didn't think I could ever do, I, I don't like heights. And still to this day, I'm not a big fan of heights. Yeah. But you kind of have to fake it till you make it. And you have, you have a crew standing there and you're in charge. You need to get up there and just do it and go into like leader mode. Yeah. And so um, I, I led crews on um, doing... Um, um, mold remediation in Mississippi and so I got up on the rafters and then oh, I wow. built roofs and I still don't know how I did that but, but I did I, I overcame the mind yeah. and I got an award for it in AmeriCorps which is just really cool um, and so overcoming awesome. fears to me being able to grow our highlights awesome and yeah. how about your biggest challenge that you would consider I just keep throwing myself into the <laughs> just keep... well yeah sure we always have challenges through well, okay the, bi- the biggest wow the biggest, you know what? I think Lyme disease is the biggest challenge. I was yeah. out in, in Arizona with nobody that I really knew. I knew I was, I came with one person and I had no funds and I didn't know how I was going to cure this thing, but I knew I was going to, mm-hmm. and I had no direction. And so I think that was probably yeah. the biggest challenge I ever had. Intuition. Of like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, 
what are we going to do? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And when I tried the antibiotics, I got really, really ill. And so yeah. that was, yeah. Wildland firefighting was also a huge challenge too. I, I actually almost gave up. Mm-hmm. There was um, the second day I was, I was uh, shipped out of AmeriCorps and told that I was going to be a, a co-captain of a firefighting crew. And um, while I'm out there with all the equipment and the drip torch and the fires around, I'm going, I can't do this. And I'm ready to have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. And one of the captains said, well, you know, are you really going to stop right now? You can't. Should we get the, and I, I work through it and I ended yeah. up rocking it. And so it's turning awesome. something on in the mind. Mm-hmm. You're you just become a rock star. You're like I, I can. Know. Yeah, ah. that's awesome. Though. <laughs> so, Brandy, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, today. thank you. It's, it's been wonderful. So fun. Yeah. And how can people contact you or learn more about you in general? I know you have a website, so please feel free to share that and any other um, networks that they can go ahead and follow you. On. Sure, sure. Um, so uh, I guess Twitter is the best the best one right now. It kind of encompasses everything that I'm doing. You mm-hmm. can privately inbox me. So it's Twitter slash um, the word creative, the word soul, and the word fly. And then my coaching website is high-vibe-studio.com. Uh, Perfect. You can write to me on there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank we you. We appreciate you being on. Thank you so much. Of course. And so with that being said, we have, as usual, our featured song of the week. And you know, guys, I was, I'm going to be honest, I had a little trouble picking songs this week just because I like to go with something that's very upbeat, very, you know, yeah stuff like that but so i ended up finding this one so hopefully you like it but it's called dance with me tonight by ollie mers and here you are i'm gonna call my friend ollie up here to sing to you ladies
thank you again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show. from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The Kids Store album of the month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Three Kids in the Car. Three Kids in the Car on a Monday morning Each one wishing that the others weren't born And I can't say nothing because they've all been scorned Because their mother's done had enough And the sister's sitting in the front seat Who at this part of the song you need to realize is about three months away from getting her driver's license She's thinking to herself I can't believe that I'm still riding with them I hope that we're not seen by some of my friends And if by chance I fail the driver's exam Then I am running away Three kids in a car on a Monday morning Each one wishing that the others weren't born And I can't say nothing because they've all been scorned Because their mother's done had enough Brothers sitting behind her Who at this point of the song You need to realize is about five years younger than she is But he's still about two years older Than his little brother sitting next to him He glares down at his little brother And he's thinking to himself I can't wait till our sister's finally gone Then I'll sit up front Cause that's where I belong And I'll be rid of you You miserable worm Why don't you just run away Three kids in a car on a Monday morning Each one wishing that the others weren't born And they can't say nothing cause they've all been scorned Cause their mother's done had enough And the little brother Who at this point of the song you need to realize Is a whole lot smarter than the other two think he is He glares back up at his big brother And he's thinking to himself I know that there's nobody back in the trunk Try to scare me with all that junk I hope you read my mind I think you're a skunk And guess what? I'm not running away Three kids in a car on a Monday morning Each one wishing that the others weren't born And they can't say nothing Because they've all been scorned Because their mother's done had enough And the mother who's been driving all this time She's thinking to herself Things that I'd better not say So we'll just pretend that she's thinking Oh, what a beautiful day The Kids Star Album of the Month is Back in School by Neil Brewer and Friends. All musical proceeds Neil Brewer and Friends received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kidstar website, www.kidstar.org.